Okay, so today's shir, I want to, um, I think it's a very important aside. It deals with the concept of called Rotzavishayv. You find this in the Svarim a lot, the concept of ascending and descending. Um, this is specifically from my brother Sefer, Vanit Vila. He wrote this many years ago. It's in the 14th parak. That's where we're, uh, the, the source material is from. Um, it does have some connection to Shavuos because I believe the Pasuk in Yechezkel that this is based on is from uh, the Haftarah of Shavuos. But the truth is, it's an important Yisrael. It says in Yechezkel regarding the Maisa Merkava, Hachayis Rotzabeshoiv. The Malachim, the Chayos, the angels were Rotzabeshoiv. They were ascending and descending. So Yechezkel sees these angels ascending and descending. And it says, The Svarim Adayishim explains, This concept of the angels ascending and descending, who the the Sefi Yitzira explains that this is not just angels, whatever this means, ascending and descending. All of us go through these periods in life called Ratzavashayv. You go through periods of ascending and descending. And the question is, what exactly does that mean? What's the Indian of the Shayv, the descent? And how are we supposed to perceive those periods? Yossi says that the Seder, the derech of serving Hashem, the process of serving Hashem is Tchilo Ratza. First you ascend, then you come back. The Indian Ratza Bavodis Hashem, Kasava Balatanya. The Balatanya explains what does Ratza mean? What does it mean to ascend in serving Hashem? What does it look like? What does it feel like? The Baltanian in Sefer Tyrus R explains Bechinas Rotza, so in Chuka Belev Ladovka Bayisborach. Rotza is from a Lushan Rotzon, it means a desire. It means an intense desire to connect to Hashem. Vugamkin Malosh Marutza, Kmay Rotzim Kaima, it's to run. Rotza means to not just ascend, it means to, to run towards Hashem. It's an intense desire to leave your surrounding, to leave your situation, and cleave to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In Yinshuka Zushal Achayis Lis Yoytzim V'Olim Koyim Malavatel Kol Bein Soif. And when those angels were ascending, what it was is they were sort of attempting to give over their essence to Hashem, to connect to Hashem to the point of losing themselves. That's what they were desiring for. So too it is when a person, when a person thinks about the oneness of Hashem and the greatness of Hashem, how Hashem is creating the whole world anew, and Hashem creates the world every moment, it creates naturally a desire in the Jew to cleave, to connect to Hashem. That's Indian Ratzah. Ratzah means to an intense, any time in one's life where a person has an intense desire to connect to Hashem, to leave whatever your situation is and to just serve Hashem and to connect to the Infinite One, that's the periods of life called Ratzah. The Balatani, and this is why Yossi is talking about in his Sefer, the Balatani explains that on a, a general basis, if someone davens Shema properly, Shema creates a situation of Ratzah. That when a person says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elikeinu, Hashem Echad, a person has that desire called Ratzah. He says, B'chein Kasa Balatani, Hashem the Balatani says, B'chein Yisrael Ratzah, Hazehu B'Kriyashma. That's Kriyashma. Okay, that makes sense. Right, Ratzah means an intense desire to serve Hashem, and that that happens during Kriyashma. And here's what the Balatani says an interesting thing. Achar Avodis Ratzah, Immediately after that moment of intense desire to serve Hashem, to connect to Hashem, 
Miyad ba'inin shuv. Shoiv. Instantly, what's going to happen is you're going to have a descent, a coming back to earth. The Balatanya says an interesting thing, and that is that if Kriyashma creates a situation of Ratsa of ascent in the soul, immediately following that, Shmona Esrei is Shoif. Shmona Esrei is descent. Shmona Esrei is coming back. Now that's a very interesting thing. Well, that, that's what I want to talk about for the next few minutes. What does it mean, the shayv? What does it mean, the descent? I think the ascent we all understand, the ratza we all understand. But what does the shayv mean? And why? how is that shmonas, right? Bir in shayv mahu is the sefer keser shemtev, b'shem of al-shemtev. The al-shemtev is quoted in the sefer keser shemtev. What does shayv mean? Yesh bechina shachar liyasa lamayla chayzer v'yayr. After a person has intense desire to ascend, and to connect to Hashem, you come down. That's katnus. If rotza is big picture, is godless, is expansiveness, then shoiv is constrictiveness. It's a yurida. And the derech of a person is, you don't have to spend much time to understand this, the derech of a person is, there are times of ascent and there are times of descent. But here's the question. And, and, and it's not necessarily up to anything that you did. It's, it's how Hashem created the world. Hashem created the world in such a way. And here's the question. The question is, why would Hashem do that? Why would Hashem make it that immediately after the, an ascent, there's a descent? No matter what you've done, it's going to happen. And the greater question is, Shmona Esrei is L'chora, it would seem, the pinnacle of davening. So how could that be considered a descent? How could Shemana Esrei be considered a shayv? So what we sort of have to do is to rethink and re-reframe what shayv means. The Emesin in shayv says Yasi and Yerida Chasasham. The truth is shayv, the times of descent, is not a Yerida. It's not a less than situation. It's not a negative situation. It's not a bedieved. It's not a post facto situation. So the truth is, as we'll explain, it's dafka from those moments of shoiv, those moments of descent after ascent. The truth is, through shoiv, through those time periods of descent, through those shmon esres, you could serve Hashem in greater ways than even the ascent. Now, Again, I, I could hear someone saying this, and, and the way it's working is because it shows dedication. It's true. But it's deeper than that. So let's explain. What's the maila of shayv? What's the greatness of those times in one's life where you don't feel a desire to leave your situation and cling to Hashem? Why is that Shmona Esri? Why is that the pinnacle? So... To understand this, you have to quote the Sefer Ramchal. The Ramchal in Derech Hashem explains the difference between the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu and the prophecy of the other prophets, the other Nevi'im. Regarding the other Nevi'im, the Ramchal explains, in Yana, this is in Chela Gimel Per Gimel Dalid, the process, the Inyan of prophecy, says the Ramchal, the great Indian of prophecy is not seeing the future. The Indian of prophecy 
is a person connecting to Hashem in the greatest way possible. And once you do that, the same way if you have a meeting in a private office, when you're going to that meeting, you might pick up hints about the company. It's natural. You'll see things. You'll hear things. So too it is with prophecy. The, the Indian really of prophecy is not seeing the future. People think that the, Indian, the whole purpose of prophecy is to see the future. No, the purpose of prophecy is for that prophet to connect his body and soul to Hashem in the greatest way a human can. And by him entering that place of oneness with Hashem, he'll pick up things in the future. But says the Ramchal, because the Iker Inyan, the Iker purpose of prophecy is connecting your body and soul to Hashem. So he says like this in Oisvav, the truth is that the, the experience of prophecy, the experience of taking a physical body and connecting to Hashem is so intense and so overwhelming that says Ramchal, most prophets, not most, everyone other than Moshe Rabbeinu were not able to be awake and they were not able to be conscious. They would probably have a seizure. He says their bodies would shake and their bodies would shut down. The reason why that is, that's true is because to have such a physical person, even the greatest tzaddik, he's a physical person, to connect him with Hashem is such an overwhelming experience that it's like the body is overloaded and the body begins to shake and the body shuts down. His mind will shut down, everything will shut down. Because it's not possible for his body and soul to be one with Hashem without something shutting down. Okay, so you see is, The reason why that's happening is because the overwhelming spiritual experience that he's feeling is a contradiction to his physical body. Right? You, you can't have both. You, you can't connect to the spiritual infinite God with a finite body. It's not possible. And therefore the body has to shut down. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Moshe Rabbeinu was different though. Says the Ramchal, Moshe Rabbeinu was different though. Says the Ramchal, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to experience something no one else was able to experience. His prophecy was so great he didn't have to dream. His body didn't have to shut down. No seizure. He was able to communicate with Hashem like a person communicates with someone else. He was able to coexist with his body. That's his Ramchal. That's what the Ramchal says. That's the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. So Yossi asks, It doesn't make sense. How is that a maila in his nevuah? L'chora, one would assume, the greater the prophecy, the greater the prophetic experience, the greater the act of connection to Hashem, the more it's necessary for the body to shut down. And therefore, if Moshe Rabbeinu's body didn't shut down, how is that a greatness in the prophecy? That just seems like the prophecy was not as intense. Moshe Rabbeinu's body was still a physical body, and the fact that he was able to experience prophecy without the body shutting down, how is that, how is that a positive? How is that, you know, a maila, l'chora, that's just a sign that the prophecy was not as intense? 
So what's the answer? Habir who, and this is the aside. We have a rule in the Svar Makadoshim. The rule is in the Svar Makadoshim that the greater the darkness, the greater the light is necessary to exist within that darkness. Understand, let me explain. It's dafka from something that has a greater light, that's coming from a greater place, from a higher place, from a deeper place. Only a great light can exist in a great darkness. And a light that's not as intense will be lost in the darkness. The light will be lost. If you could have a light that's existing in the darkness, the way it was before the darkness, that's a sign that it is an incredibly intense light. Apiza, this concept, You see, this is the explanation of how the Jewish people are greater than angels. We're not greater than angels, as I, I, I spoke about Shabbos morning. Lechore, it would seem that a person is much lower than an angel. Angel's perfection. But the truth is, you know, the fact that the Jewish people can be in earth and dealing with all the difficulties that we deal with and all the ups and downs, Lechore, that would make us seem to be a lot lower, to be a lower madrega. But the truth is, the very fact that our souls can exist and shine in this great darkness shows that our neshamas are coming from a deeper place than even angels, that our neshamas are coming from a greater light, and that's why it's able to exist in this darkness. The very fact that we're able to exist in this physical world is a sign of our greatness, because in order to exist, and not just exist, because animals also exist, but in exist and to have kedusha, in order for a person to be kaddish, in order for a person to have holiness and to be a light, in this great darkness shows that it's a greater light than even they recognize in the beginning. And it's a greater light than even angels, because is it such a chiddush to be a light in Shemayim? Is that such a chiddush to show light, to, you know, to be Kaddish in Shemayim? That's not a chiddush. To be Kaddish in America is a chiddush. To be Kaddish in New York is a chiddush. So he says, Mishram hachi davke nishmas Yisrael yeredes lamata. It's davke nishmas Yisrael. It's davke because we're coming from such a holy place. That yeredes lamata ba'ilam hazeh. That we're able to go down to this world. And the angels stay above. And the fact that we're down here, as Moshe Rabbeinu was convincing on the night of Shavuos, that Moshe Rabbeinu was convincing the Malachim that the Malachim wanted the Torah to stay up there, Moshe said, no, it has to come down. That was the sign that Klal Yisrael's Nishmas Yisrael is more holy, is more holy than angels. And that's the very reason why we're able to survive down here. Not just to survive, but to be holy. Because the soul is coming from a higher place, therefore he It can go lower. It can go to a lower spot. And to stay holy as it was, and not to putrefy from this world. As opposed to the angels. Of course, the angels are holy. 
but they're not as holy as a Jew. And therefore, because those angels are not the same as a Jew, they have to stay up there. And as the Arizal said famously, that the reason why Hashem had to take us out of Mitzrayim is because he said that if he sent an angel down to Mitzrayim, the angel would have become a Russia too. Why? Because the angels can't handle that. The truth is, Yossi said it's a little bit deeper. It's not just that we're able to, to be down here and not to be ruined. We're able to even fix down here. We're able not just to have that the light is not extinguished, we're able to spread light. The very fact that we're able to spread light in this dark, dark place shows us the holiness and the Nishmas Yisrael of where it's Mekar Machzavtam, where the source of Nishmas Yisrael comes from. This is the explanation of how Moshe Rabbeinu is Nevuah. Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is greater than any other prophet. Why? So we said Moshe Rabbeinu was able to experience prophecy with his body not shutting down. So he said, isn't that a sign that the, that the, the prophecy was not as intense? The answer is no. His prophecy was coming from such a deep place that it was able to exist within his physical body, that that light of the prophecy was coming in such such a deep place that it was able to coexist within the darkness. See, the other Nevi'im, they were like angels, which is that they had prophecy, and it was very, very chashiv, but it couldn't coexist, it couldn't penetrate that dark place called their body, and therefore the body had to shut down. But Moshe Rabbeinu, whose body, a physical body, again, as Kaddish as Moshe Rabbeinu was, it was still a physical body, the light of the prophecy was so intense, it was coming from such a deep place, it was able to even penetrate and coexist within the darkness. Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is like Nishmas Yisrael. The other prophets, their prophecy is like Malachim. So he says, Shar Nevi'im, when it comes to the other prophets, Madregas Hadveikah Shebolahem, the light that was coming to those other prophets, so he says, it was contradictory to their physical body. It couldn't exist within that darkness, and therefore the darkness had to shut down. You see, for someone's Kedusha to be able to penetrate even a time which is a Yerida, even a time which is lower, even a time of Shoiv, it's a sign that that Kedusha is coming from a much deeper place, that it's able to coexist within the darkness. See, the other prophets were like angels, which is they had Kedusha, which is the prophecy, and they had the darkness of their bodies and they couldn't coexist, and therefore their bodies had to shut down. Moshe's prophecy was coming from such a deep place that it was able to coexist, to penetrate, and to live and to shine within that physical body. That's a sign that it was coming from such a deep place. It was a much deeper place than the other Nevi'im. And it wasn't just that the prophecy was able to, to not be putrefied by his body, but it was able to shine within his body. Now we understand what is Shaiv. You see, Ratzai is the time periods in one's life where you feel an intense desire to serve Hashem, that you recognized that your physical body is sort of a contradiction. It's those moments where you sort of want to leave your surroundings and you're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be physical. I just want to be, I just want to be with Hashem. Now that's great, but that means that that light you're touching is a very great light, but it's not a light that's able to coexist within your life. 
and therefore it's sort of a contradiction. When a person is in Ratzah, when a person is in Kriyashma, and he's saying Shema Yisrael, and he just wants to like give up his life to Hashem, and he wants to just leave and just go to Yeshiva and just to be, you know, Davin and to be alone with Hashem, while that's beautiful, what that means is that the light that's penetrating your body is a contradiction to your physical life. It's like the Malochim and it's like the other Nevi'im that it can't coexist and therefore it wants those other parts of the body to shut down. During those time periods you feel like the physical and the spiritual are contradictory notions and therefore you want to choose the spiritual. And that's beautiful. You want to leave that. That's Kriyashma. But right after Kriyashma, Shmon Esrei is Shoiv. Shmon Esrei is the descent. But the descent doesn't just mean you're not on fire anymore. You know what it means? It means you're touching a greater light. You're touching a light that's so great that it's able to coexist within your physical life where you don't feel the need to give up your life anymore. You're able to sort of live with Hashem. So the truth, the shayv is a greater madriga. It's a much deeper light, a much greater light. During those time periods, the, the, the desire to leave your body ends. It's not a sign that you're not, uh, you're not holy anymore. Now you're able to bring a great light that's able to sort of Shine within the physical, to shine within like the Madrig of Meishar Abenu. That's Shmona Esrei. That's Ratzav B'Shoiv. We all have time periods in one's life as Shoiv where you feel like you're not on fire. But the truth is, if you're serving Hashem in that light, in that time period where you feel like you're not on fire, the truth is that's a sign that the light of Hashem is so great that you're touching a light that's so great that it's able to exist without that desire, that contradictory desire of leaving the physical. You're touching a light that's so great that it's able to penetrate and uplift the physical also. It's a much higher madrig. That's Shman Esri. That's able to talk to Hashem. That's Sim Shalom. To be like Malachim, to go up and then to take that madrig, to take it further, to go from strength to strength, to go from strength to strength, we shall be zeichet to gula mitis meher b'yemenu